the way. We wanted men. Welcome to episode 131 of the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. Jason was trying to give me finger sizes because I always forget what episode it is. But hi, Jason. I'm Glenn. There's Jason. Jason, how you doing? I'm good. What's a stormtrooper's favorite store? I don't know what. The one next to Target. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I try to get a bunch of dad jokes and I can never remember them. When it comes time to record the second i uh get a star wars dad joke i write it down to try to remember it for the show otherwise yeah it'd just be lost in my brain somewhere and i'll never see it again yeah that and i do follow a couple of dad joke pages on uh on the facebooks and the insta on the interwebs and uh i try to remember them but i never can so maybe i need to start trying to write them down like you do and then we mm-hmm. can have dad jokes more dad jokes more dad jokes that's what everyone loves Everybody loves a dad joke. Hey, do you know when a dad joke stops being a dad joke? When it becomes a parent. Yes. Or starts being a yes. When it becomes a parent. But don't bump. There's an alt for that one. Do I still have that? I have that one <laughs> written down somewhere. Uh, stall. Talk about something. Uh, Mandalorian season three started this week. We've got Mandalorian showing up at Galaxy's Edge in Florida. There's I got a lot it. Of- you got the it. Alt, the alt for that one is when it becomes fully grown. Uh, when does a dad joke become a dad? When does a joke become a dad joke? When it becomes fully grown. Ooh. Mm. Anyways, moving on. Move on. What were you saying about Galaxy's Edge? That uh shoot, now I'm looking up emails. Um Grogu and Mandalorian are in Florida. Uh, yeah. They made their move this week. Yeah, I wonder how long. And then they were supposed to be in uh Shanghai also, right? Yeah. But all the photos I, I see from uh, Hollywood Studios is that he's just mobbed. Yeah. People are around. Do you know how they control the voices on those things? Should Dude, I reveal the magic? If you know how. Okay, so people, if you don't want to hear the magic, fast forward like 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Because uh, there's a way that uh, I, I guess I'll just get into it. It's all hand gestures. Mm-hmm. Um, it's wired up in their hands so that if they make a specific move with their fingers... They move their hand in a specific way. That's how they they talk. So if they're holding their gun or blaster and then they kind of make a move, they'll say, you know, hey, you move along. And then they'll move their fingers again. And I don't like you or stuff like that. So uh, that's how that. I always thought it was like touch pads or something where you touch your thumb. But if it's that, that's pretty. And no, oh, excuse me. That's pretty cool that there's an actual motion to it. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering how they did that with. Adam Driver's voice because, you know, you have character actors saying lines and meet and greets all the princesses and they they speak with their voice. I just assume that they were speaking with their voice, but Captain Phasma and uh, Adam Driver, you know, Kylo Ren, those making me scratch my head. Like, how do they do that? Is there a voice changer in there that's really good? Because, I mean, look what they did with the Mandalorian and, and Mark Hamill, you know, his voice 
synthesizer making him sound so young. Yeah. Um, that, and I'm wondering how they do Grogu. Do they have a guy like in the background with a remote doing Grogu or is he doing Grogu or it, it would yeah. be fun to figure that out because you, I've, I've done the same thing with you where you're watching the hand gestures and there's never a hand gesture when he's doing, when Grogu's moving. It's got to be someone in the crowd just kind of in civilian, civilian, you know, clothes, just hands crossed, controlling something with their hand and moving him back and forth and blinking and smiling and all that. Yeah. I would I, assume. I, it'd be awesome to see live. Our buddy Cole saw him like that same day. He, he works yeah. for Disney and, oh, to live, to be 20 something and live that lifestyle of being a cast member at Disney and being able to just wake up and go whenever you felt like it. That'd be. Yeah pretty amazing pick anything up this week um i had the opportunity to pick up a couple of things but uh they were just out of my price range and uh just couldn't make a deal happen so i passed up which then both of these kind of hurt the one hurts a little bit more than the other uh one was a uh, bill and ted first shot and the guy was wanting about 100 200 between 100 and 200 dollars more than i was willing to pay for it and i kind of feel with that and not to toot my own horn, but with that kind of stuff, I kind of feel like I'm one of the few people that are interested in it. And I've got to control the kind of control the market, help control the market on that. Um, so I think, you know, if I'm willing to pay more, pay up, then that'll make other pieces go up. So I got to kind of, you know, not buy, not yeah. jump at stuff when it's overpriced. Uh, but it ended up selling. So I have no clue. It was on deal or no deal. Uh, so I have no clue what it ended up selling for. I know what he was wanting for it. And then uh, I had a shot at a Galactic Heroes hard copy that was the Emperor, which I want to get into something with you. Uh, uh, I kind of mentioned it. I sent it to you on Messenger, but I want to kind of talk about it here while we're in this so we can wait till after. I'll wait till after you're done. Um, No, go ahead. Talk. Okay, cool. But it, it was the same situation where we just I didn't have enough money to make the deal happen. And I'm trying. There's Toy Lana at the end of the month, and I'd like to have a. A little bit of money to have fun at Toylana, even though I probably won't find anything. Uh, it'd be nice to have some money to to have fun up there. But um, all right, so this was it was a hard copy of an Emperor, which I collect the Galactic Heroes, and having a hard copy would be cool. But it's not a character that I like. So would you buy something just because it's part of a collection? You you know, it's a hard copy of a collecting something you collect, but it's not a character you like. Even you know, or do you just kind of pass on it and wait for a character to pop up that you follow? Yeah, it I mean, sounds like you have character focuses, not a line focus. Right. So would you buy so, it because it's a line? Even though it's a line that I focus on, Galactic Heroes, would you buy it to be a line focus versus a character focus? Well, if you're character focusing, then I wouldn't buy it. But if you're line focusing, but if you're you line would. focusing, yeah, I would. Like I'm okay. focusing on micro machines and action fleet you know the vehicles mm -hmm. from the, the the smaller vehicles the non-hasbro line non-kenner line so if something comes up then yeah i might grab that but if there's uh, a kenner x-wing that pops up no that's not really my focus if uh if another i don't know action figure hasbro something like it's i i i follow the line i don't follow the character you follow characters mm -hmm. i thought you followed the galactic hero line but apparently it's just characters well it's a combination of both you know even though it's not a character because it was an emperor i don't know if i mentioned that um and it's a cool looking piece but 
there again, it's like I would be spending money on an emperor hard copy. You, you know, I, I, I don't know. I play this game in my head when it comes to spending a lot of money where it's either I'll either buy it or I got to think about it for weeks. I guess you got to close your eyes and just think to yourself, do you love it? Yeah. Will, will you love it? Or do you want it just because you have the opportunity to buy it? I think that's more what I'm getting at is, yeah. Do you want it because it's an opportunity and it'll never come up again? Like the Bill and Ted first shot, I would have loved to have had that. That would have meant because they were both about the same price. And the Bill and Ted first shot would have meant more to me than the Emperor hard copy. Because yeah. it, I'm trying to do a Bill and Ted run of first shots. Yeah, yeah I wish you had got those Bill and Ted I would have loved to. I mean, I, yeah, I even pushed it a little bit further and the wife would have been mad at me if I'd have bought it. But I, it was, and I'm also really jaded because I got such a good deal on my Bill and Ted run that um, it's hard to spend more money than that. Yeah. So did you get anything? Um, Just some small things. Like I went to, like I said last week, I went to Ikea and I got bored. And I wanted to see if there was a Micro Machine shirt, and I couldn't find one. But I did find a Galoob shirt on 80s Tees. So nice. now I have a Galoob shirt. Um, so I picked that up this week that came. And then I also picked up, uh, I went to Second Chance, and I got a Dengar and a Forlom, a Vintage, because I didn't have those in my collection. And that's a character Forlom, not a Kenner Forlom. You know, like in... And her flip flop the names on there. It says Forlom and not Zuck. It says Zuck is not Forlom, but it's actually Forlom. Anyways, right. I got those guys. Nice. Well, you know why they they flip flopped them yes. like that. Okay. Well, let, let's tell people because Forlom, one of the guys at Kenner came up with Forlom and they pinned it to because I even which one's for Forlom's the, the gray one or the, yeah, the. The buggy looking, yeah. I guess they're both. They're buggy both looking, buggy, but yeah. The protocol droid with the bug head was is as Forlom. So he Forlom. came. So he came up with Forlom, and Zuckus was Zuckus was the tan one, and then they flip flopped the names because they didn't want to. He didn't want to say, "Well, I named this guy." And oh no, you actually named this guy. So it was all a money thing with Kenner. Why they? Yeah, Lucasfilm didn't want to have to pay licensing or um, royalties to anyone who named things. So if the guy said, "I named that Forlom." Lucasfilm come back could come back and say no we we named that one Zuckus yeah so it was just to strip that down but but yeah I picked that up because um, we announced the uh, the London thing right or Narayan's, London Narayan's, um announced the the thing he's working on for London the ice cream patches yes yes yeah that that's been announced okay. yeah I just want to make sure because as far as I know that's been announced I don't yeah, know I think I'm so. assuming. Yeah, well, if they haven't been announced, we'll just get yelled at by Narayan. Yeah, well, it's a Bounty Hunter patch set. Uh, it is an ice cream patch, and it does follow the... It's like the next series of the ice cream patch set, that the Wilbur Hood thing that we did for Celebration Anaheim, and I'm making another commercial for that, a vintage Palatoy-looking commercial. So I didn't have all of the Bounty Hunters, so I had to go pick up two of them, and so closer to finishing my 92 run. Nice. I do have a question. I know Toylana is coming up, and we did. You guys did the running of the hoods, um, and there's talk of it. Y'all did the running of the hoods last year, and there's talk of it happening again. If I just bought like an orange T-shirt versus the whole outfit, because it's going to be two or three years before I wear the 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 uniform again. Yeah. Would you think I get away with that, or should I go for the, the whole orange jumpsuit? 
Um, I think you should get the orange jumpsuit or maybe find a white one, a cheap white one, and dye it orange. At that point, I might as well just buy an orange one. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to save you some money. I don't. They're, on, I th- they're like they're like thirty bucks. I thought Wampa wear. Okay, then get it. You thought what Wampa? Wampa wear is the one that makes the heavy duty, real good cosplaying ones, but I think they're sold out. Ah, uh, maybe because of freaking uh star wars celebration yeah but yeah um i don't know do what you can (laughs) the more the better so i have less eyes on me (laughs) as i'm running and all the gi joe guys are like what what's going on well no there's not going to be any gi joe guys at this one well here's here's well here's what's funny is is you guys you and narayan were so stressing out over being like legit it celebration yeah and you see half the guys aren't don't even care yeah well They're, the the Wilro hood people are very specific you have to have specific wear or clothing and stuff for that so that's why we were stressing out making sure because we really wanted to do the celebration run uh-huh yeah that flight orange flight suit from womp wear is 130 dollars yeah yeah is that the one you have yep that's the one I have. Man, you're committed. Yep. But I don't have to worry about it because I've already bought it. <laughs> Inflation drives that prices up. I'm I'm locked in. I've got mine in my closet. Yeah. That's a lot of money for a jumpsuit to do a gag, but yeah. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Um I have some news so we can get yeah. into that. Um, but I have a question. And I'm just like thinking at the top of my mind as I was looking through the the aisles at the toy store or Target and the toy aisles. Um, Black Series and Marvel Legends packaging are, are now boxed, so you can't see what's inside. But Transformers has like an opening, so you can see the Transformer. And I'm just like, why? Why can't I see the figure before I buy it? Even if it's just a small little opening, like, yeah, here's here's Dinjarin. I noticed that. Um, I don't know why they do that because I was looking at Target. They had one of the uh, super packs of Transformers and it was on clearance. And I picked it up because it had a Bumblebee in it because I like Beatles and Bumblebee was a Beetle in this battle pack. And uh, I noticed that they had a slits in it so you could see and it was spe- specifically on top of each figure. So you could at least look in it and go, oh, okay, that figure's in there, that figure's in there, you know, and at least check them. But yeah, I'd. Is it more expensive to do that? I don't know. I, I, maybe because there's a die cut, but I don't know. Like, it seems like it would just be easier and, and kind of put some of the concerns people have about buying something without seeing it to rest. Because even on the Transformers, don't they do something crazy? Or they do they? No, they don't have any plastic on it. Or they do? No, they're plastic free. But they just have a little opening at the top, so you can see the transformer inside. Okay, maybe on the cheaper ones they have the uh, they don't have any plastic; it's open, or you can even touch the figure. Maybe it's a way to because isn't like uh, the new figures now just wrapped up in like a wax paper? Yeah. So maybe if it's all wrapped up in a wax paper, they save money on having to twist tie things to the back. Uh, you know, it's just easier just to wrap things up, throw it in a box, and ship it out. Instead right. of having to twist, tie it down, and make sure that the weapons are secure, maybe that's why. Yeah, I don't. Question. 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, I noticed that what they'll do is if they wrap it up, like the cardboard insert has a little pop pop out that they put the figure in. And I don't know. I haven't bought a Black Series that looks like that, so I have no clue uh, how they package them. But I know, you know, I'm, I'm curious how they do the weapons. Yeah. You know, uh, is it? I know on the other things that they have like an open window, the weapons are kind of tucked away on the side. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have no clue how they're doing the Black Series because I have no interest in the black series the last one i bought was the the boba fett the dad bob boba fett because he and it was ten dollars but it was still plastic yeah i don't know um hasbro announced a gem this week on amazon the black series carbonized <laughs> ned b and the purge trooper set for 75 dollars, which i'm at a loss i don't want to go down this road again but they make it so easy. Who is asking for this and why Ned B is peg warming at Target right now? Like, I'm just, that's a $35 figure. 30, 35, 30-ish. Are they just deaf or, you know? I don't know because, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, 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 you're good. I, I don't know. They just, they, no, you're good. Hasbro just are, are clueless. Yeah, I mean, you do market research, and you've got to see people groaning and moaning, saying, "Enough with this! It's not cool. We don't want this." I know Yakface totally went after him for uh, doing that set because it's a worthless set, and then you're going to charge seventy five dollars for that. It's good. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that, and it's not even a character. It's not even like a fan favorite character. It's just a guy that was in the background. Right. He's a bender. I, I don't get it. I don't get why Hasbro would do that. It's it's ridiculous. Because I'm I'm certainly not going to buy it. I didn't buy the first set. Nobody wants to carbonize the uh, the only one I kept. Um, because I had some credit stuff, but yeah, like the credits I kept the credit Mandalorian because I paid like ten dollars for it or thirteen. You know, I paid under price because it was at a yard sale, not a yard sale, but it was at the Powder Spring show. Yeah. And I think that's a cool looking just because the Art Deco style to it, but. Nobody wants that crap. Nobody wants it at that price either. It's just, it's it's mind-boggling. Like, why would you do that? And mm. Galactic Figures, which is a website posted this week because it's the lead-up to Mandalorian, that uh, Mandalorian premiered in 2019. How many Mandalorian Black Series figures do you think they've released in that time? The, the original Mandalorian. From, from season one to today. Din Djarin. That version of the character. Mm -hmm. How many figures have they released? Okay, so they <laughs> is a black series or as a TVC? No, just black series. Just black series. So they have the OG one. They have the Beskar one. They yeah. got the snow one. They got yeah. the mud one. They got yeah. the carbonized one. They have the uh, credit collection. So that's mm -hmm. at six. And I know there's probably one or two I'm forgetting. 13 they've released 13 of them. Oh i didn't God. list them all out but yeah they've released them 13 Thir times oh because then you've got a couple then you've got probably a best car one with baby yoda and then you probably got the yep. other one yep. with baby yoda and you got the one with ahsoka oh oh yeah that, did they do a black series with ahsoka yeah that was a yeah it was a two-pack it was like 60 bucks it was an amazon maybe exclusive the only thing new was Ahsoka came with a cloth cape and the Beskar spear was part of that set. Those are the only two items oh. in that packaging set. So let's go spend another $60 for a freaking cape and spear. Why not? 
Rosario Dawson. So some of this is old. So this is like news from the past couple of weeks. So I apologize if someone's in their car listening and doing their work or something. And they're like, that's old news. Um, on the Today Show a couple of weeks ago, Rosario Dawson was talking about uh, Ahsoka's premiere date. And she said, uh, that's probably going to come out this fall. Um, we're going to have Haunted Mansion come out on August 1st. So sometime after August, we're, we're going to get the first season of Ahsoka. I need to watch that that whole Haunted Mansion trailer. I did because, you know, you, you're in the middle of doing stuff. You know, you're on Facebook while you're walking down the street or whatever. And you see that film that the the I saw the teaser image pop up and I'm like, is that Rosario Dawson? So uh, I have to watch that just because she's in it. It, it. The little bit I saw the trailer looked pretty good. Uh, it looked better than the Eddie Murphy version because it looks like they're taking it a little bit different. And it looks like they've got some good uh, actors in there. Yeah. Um, my only concern with it, and it could have been just an issue with the trailer, the tone seemed off. It seemed a little bit more humorous than scary. Oh, okay. Know. Well, maybe and, it'll uh, be a good combination. Maybe. Maybe they were just trying to lighten it up and say, hey, this is a family-friendly film, and then you get in there and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is kind of scarier than I thought. Yeah. But I'm it did sure look that, fun. I'm sure it'll be fun with some jump scares in it, and you know, they, it's Disney. They gotta make it family friendly yeah and i mean i'm biased because i do like the haunted mansion the ride and so it's like you're really gonna make a movie out of this you really like sarcastically come on really you think you can do that well look at what they did with pirates of the caribbean it's it's one of their greatest uh yeah franchises i don't know how they pulled that one off but that first pirates is an amazing film i love all of them but the first three are special in my heart exactly though i mean they, they were great and it, it it is one of those it, it was a good movie and i think it i don't want to get on i'm getting on a rant but anyway i think it was it's a good movie it was a good way to start a series and then you just get politics and all kinds of other crap involved and yeah. it just repeats itself but uh yeah they were good they were good and and i think it was also you know you got kid your kids get into it and when your kids get into something it just it means a lot more to you oh, man. what i did pick up more than i thought cuz i didn't i didn't cover it all well, I'm looking at the news and like the Inquisitor ship, Micro Galaxy Squadron, and oh, the, yeah. the Rancor LAAT went up for pre-order. Mm-hmm. Um, in my notes here, it says a placeholder on Amazon, placeholder on Amazon for the Inquisitor ship from Obi Wan appeared on Amazon. No pre-ordered orders open just yet. I've got it in hand. <laughs> Same that thing with sh- the Rancor. That those were supposed to be dropped on May 4th, and it was like pre-order for May 4th, and then the next day you get an email. It's coming this friday yeah i um you came over last night to grab some stuff and uh i showed you that rancor and that rancor lat and those you know people the the micro galaxy stuff is so incredibly detailed for as little as it is yeah uh you know the the rock there's a top piece on top that pops out you get to see all the rockets the thing pops down the ramp pops down you could put a speeder bike on it and um I just wish there was an easier way to get more troopers for that because my lat doesn't feel right not being full of troopers. Yeah, as Max said, the the intent with the blind packs is to kind of build up your character. So if you had got the, was it the RTAT, ATRT, whatever it is, it comes mm-hmm. with those clone troopers, and then you can just take those clone troopers and put them in your ship. Well, I'm, I may do that. You had pointed that out last night, and... It was just late and my brain was gone. And I was like, where was I that Jason mentioned that we could do that? And I'm like, oh, that was in my basement. 
Yeah. So I may do that just to kind of build that up, build that lad up because uh, they they have space for like six or seven troopers on that thing, clone troopers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it would look really good filled with troopers. Yeah, that's why I hope they do something with stormtroopers soon because they want to fill up the uh, Imperial troop transport. Because mm-hmm. right I'm, now it's just two. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna have to do something where you can get some some army build some of those guys soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We asked them about that because the Imperial troop transport came with two, and we're like, "How do we get more? Do you plan on doing a troop builder pack?" And Max said, "No, that's the intent of the blind packs is to build up your your characters." Yeah. The only fault is, is like, how many Ahsokas and Mandalorians do I need? Well, that's like you were saying last night. You're like, you need the Baby Yoda and the the Scout Trooper. And you're like, why am I going to buy more blind packs? Yeah, I'm complete with Series 1. I just need that one blind pack. But I don't want to open up 60, 70 blind packs to find the one. <laughs> Even though you're getting on the, uh, when you when you order the stuff on Amazon, it seems like every, well, you're getting all, all the chase, but it seems like, I, I, for some reason, it seems like they sent the case of chases to Amazon. Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. I don't explain. I can't explain how I got lucky with the Amazon stuff. Yeah, I um, mean, maybe maybe you could trade that for that trooper with Grogu. Possibly. We uh, got a couple more things here with the Micro Galaxy Squadron, and then we can move off of that. Yeah. Uh, the the Marauder was available at Macy's um, around the holidays for fifty dollars, which was twenty dollars over MSRP. Uh, that just goes to show you what Amazon, uh, what Macy's does with all of their stock. If it's overpriced, chances are it is because it's supposed to be a $30 product uh, that was a Target exclusive. Somehow it landed on Macy's. I didn't want to buy it because it's, I mean, Jazzwares is saying this is a Target exclusive. Mm-hmm. So somehow Macy's got it. I'm just going to wait for Target because I'm not paying 50 bucks for it. It's sold out at Macy's. So if you go online right now, it's like a $250 ship. Jeez. That's what people are asking, and it's what it's selling for on uh, on eBay. I think it's that FOMO, fear of missing out. So people are just bidding it up because they feel like that's the only way they can get it. But in one of our Micro Galaxy Squadron uh, Facebook groups that we're part of, somebody emailed Jazzware and said, hey, what's going on? Uh, Jazzware said, yeah, just wait this spring. Okay. So cool. if, you're, if you're, yeah, if you want the Marauder, from the Bad Batch, uh, which looks like it's a great ship. It's coming to Target this this spring. I have a feeling if we're just patient, we'll find stuff for uh, Micro Galaxy. It just, it's really, really weird right now, the, the distribution distribution of it, uh, because you're not seeing, it's not in order. So, you're, you know, now that uh, Wave 2 just came out, now Wave 3 is coming out with the lats, and now Wave 4 with you know, everything coming on Amazon. So it just, it feels like it's disorganized or maybe targets messing stuff up. Uh, I truthfully, I know I've said it before, but I, I truthfully think target clearancing those things out uh, messed up the uh, distribution of, of that line. Yeah. Speaking of some of the, the intrigue of this line, I don't know if intrigue's the right word, but StarWars.com officially showcased Series 3 of the Micro Galaxy Squadron, uh-huh. which included Poe's X-Wing, the black and orange version, the V-Wing, uh, General Grievous' Starfighter, which is a rare of 1 of fi- 15,000, Anakin Starfighter, Plo Koon Starfighter, which is another 1 of 15,000, Ayla Secula's 
Jedi, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Jedi's interceptor of one of 15,000. What I didn't see in that announcement was the chase vehicles, one of 5,000, which I thought was interesting. However, an image kind of appeared in the press releases that was distributed, and it had Poe's X-Wing, the white and blue version. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't a carded image of it. So I'm like, that must be the one of 5,000. But they didn't announce it, which is weird. And it's not on the back. So I wonder if Jazzware is kind of realizing maybe we shouldn't do the the chases. Maybe we should just stick to the rares. Maybe. Maybe that's enough. Because I know a lot of this could, again, be just confirmation bias, but it does seem a lot of people are getting frustrated and they're stepping out of this line because they can't get their hands on the chases. Yeah, it. I, I could agree with that because, uh, you know, we're all completists and you're going to, and, and I truly think you have people that are at Target because I see it all the time or Walmart or whatever. They're checking their phones, scanning the barcode, going, oh, crap, this is going for three, four hundred dollars on eBay. And they're picking it up just because yeah. it's going for three, four hundred dollars on eBay. They have no no desire to own the ship. They just want to make a quick buck. And, you know, part of me can't blame them, but it just sucks as a collector. And it's, uh you know, don't pay three, four hundred dollars for it on eBay and it'll it'll help uh soothe the market. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It'd be cool if they went back and redid like Sabine's TIE Fighter and just as a chase. So they put more, not chase, a rare. So put more out there in circulation, change it up a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. It'd be nice. I I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll do something. I, I just don't know. I don't know what to, I don't know what to make about the whole situation. I'm just, I'm, you know, being a Rebels fan and wanting that ship for the last 10 years, it, mm-hmm. it sucks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I have a bunch of Mandalorian news. Obviously, Mandalorian dropped this week, so some of this was leading up to it. Um, but it does talk about the future of the show and the whole Mando universe. So we can get into that, and then we'll break down Chapter 17, The Apostate. Do you want to go over, we got an email, do you want to do that now, or do you want to do that after we break down uh, Chapter 17? Well, let me finish up the Mando news, then we can talk about that email, and then we'll go into Chapter 17. All right, cool. So John Favreau is doing the rounds to promote Season 3 of The Mandalorian, and he has confirmed that he's already written Season 4. He said, Season 4? Yeah, I've already written it. We know where we're going. We have to know where we're going to tell a fully formed story, so we mapped it out. Um, there is a rumor of a possible writer strike this summer. So if there's a writer strike, that means they can't write anything. So it might be a good idea to have it written. That way, the pre-production departments, Doug Chain, can start you know working on concept art for season four, and then they can finally just jump into it when the writer strike concludes. I'm sure that's gonna happen but yeah that's what i was gonna ask if they do a writer strike that means they probably won't do anything because everybody seems to uh support each other when it comes you know in in hollywood yeah there's a rumor that season two of book of boba fett is being worked on and john favreau was on jimmy kimmel this past week talking about him working on three different shows at the same time skeleton crew ahsoka and he kind of cut himself off. Well, actually, Boba Fett. I'm working on four shows: Mando, Skeleton Crew, Boba, and Ahsoka. So, um, I think that's confirmation that they're working on a season two. 
Wow. As long as it don't end with them laughing, I'll be all right. That was weird. <laughs> I did going into uh, season three here. I did watch those two episodes of the Mandalorian on the book of Boba Fett, I guess. Yeah. And those are just stellar episodes. Just great episodes. Yeah. The only one in the mm-hmm. Bryce Dallas Howard one. It was funny because um, one of the, one of our friends had commented. He's like, when did Grogu back go back with Mandalorian? What did I miss? I, and everybody's like, dude, did you watch Book of Boba Fett? And he's like, no. It's like, well, you may want to go back and watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Catch but, up. Yeah. Catch up because it, there were two episodes. At least go watch the two Mando episodes of Book of Boba Fett because it catches everything up right there. Yeah. And uh, some I don't know if you got this written down, but somebody had or John in the same the the, the time, training time. Do you have that written down? No, I that don't think app- so. Apparently, Grogu and Luke spent two years together training. Yes, that's the time jump. Yes, that's yeah. There's a time jump there. I didn't have that as news, but yeah, it's about two years. Well, we're talking Mando, so why not? So there's two years actually between the end of season two of Mandalorian and the start of Book of Boba Fett. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I guess. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking that's what happened. Or a year and a half, two years, something like that. I would would say more a year and a half, but yeah, year and a half, two years. Because then if there's another year and a half, well, if he spent two years working with Luke, you know, once we see uh, Grogu and Luke in the book of Boba Fett, that's when Luke is kind of feeling that Grogu's heart's not into it and he gives Grogu the choice and that's when he takes off and he goes to Tatooine. Or there would at least be two years between the end of Book of Boba, when Luke picks him up on the Moth Gideon ship yeah. and gives him the choice. That yes. that's that would be two that's years. Two years. Okay. That's the two years. That's the time jump. Yeah. Um, two more pieces of news. Uh Favreau said that he has no end plan, so there's not like a final shot in his mind he's just telling the story and it'll be over when it's over mm-hmm. but he also confirmed that it will not end with season four so i would imagine this is like a four uh, excuse me a five or six episode thing because at the start um didn't uh uh gene carlo esposito juan, say juan carlo, esposito. Juan carlo esposito thank you didn't he say something like in season five and six we're going to learn more about the first order or something like that Something like that. Yeah, it was either yeah. four or five, or it was it was several seasons, seasons after ahead. seasons ahead that they, yeah. he was talking about. So I guess we'll see what their plans are. It it dude, it's just 
after everything and after the the first six or seven episodes of bad batch mandalorian was just such a good it was just so good anyway i know we'll, we'll get we're getting into that in a minute but uh yeah and after then, the yeah oh, go ahead no finish finish go for it go 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 this is this is a good talking point um executive producer so he's been promoted to executive producer rick famayua i don't know if i'm saying his name right recently told games radar that the adventure gets bigger during the show's third installment um he also said that the characters you meet might be as iconic as luke skywalker so i'm like who is as iconic in the star wars as luke skywalker i mean hondo is not that iconic Mm -hmm. compared to and and when you put him on the same pedestal as luke right is han and chewy are we talking carrie fisher are we you're talking the season episode three of mandalorian are you Uh, talking he's all he said was the adventure gets bigger during the show's third installment so i don't know what that means episode three if we're talking four through eight or what's going on but i mean who's iconic as luke skywalker dude we've already met ahsoka unless ahsoka join i I seriously doubt ahsoka is going to join up yeah, they're, they're, it's the Fab Five, Fab Four, whatever. So, I mean, unless Chewie comes in there, Orlando, you got... Uh, C-3PO. C-3PO, R2-D... Well, you already seen R2-D2. Why would they? Why would he tease C-3PO, though? He didn't. All he said is characters as iconic as, as Luke Skywalker. And I'm just thinking out of top of my head, like, who's as iconic as Luke Skywalker? Mickey I, I, Mouse? <laughs> I mean, I truthfully think that you know the big teases that they would when 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 you say stuff like that, you're like, all right, is it the granddad roll thrawn? It's like, no, they're not going to do that in Mandalorian. They're going to hold that for Ahsoka. But he's it, not he's not as iconic as Luke Skywalker. No, I mean maybe in the EU, but not right, not as in a whole, no. not as a whole. I think you're twenty thousand feet in this clouds. And you're looking at Star Wars, and you see Luke, Leia, and Han. Uh-huh. You see Darth Vader. You see Ben Kenobi. Everybody else is not as iconic as those guys. I'm, I'm dude. You're racking. I'm racking my brains, thinking who could it be. Um, I just you know, hope I, that he's not talking, you know, too high. Yeah, <laughs> setting expectations too high. Right, and, and truthfully, I don't. It, Mandalorian's just such. God, this episode was had a lot of teasers in it, and uh, it was just such. Like I said, after the lackluster first half of the Bad Batch, going into the Mandalorian was so refreshing. Uh, Oh, the Bad Batch was incredible this week. This week, it's finally getting good. This was really good. Yeah, it's finally you're finally getting a feel for where they're going with Bad Batch, and I hope. That they're not trying to retcon. They didn't do Bad Batch to retcon the <laughs> sequel series, or at yeah. least show what's going on with the with the sequel trilogy, because you're getting that feeling with Bad Batch. I don't think they're retconning. I think they're just explaining. Mm-hmm. Anyways, do you want to read the email? Yeah, let me read the email. Or do you want um, me to? I think I have it here. Uh, uh, let's see where is it. All right. So um, this is so- from our book. Uh, go ahead. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say uh, something. No, say it. What were you going to say? I was saying, do we really want to talk about the Snipe service and call them out because they could be 
we could be adding to people well, sniping I won't, us. Well, I won't, I won't mention the snipe service. Okay, um, all right. <laughs> okay, go. Okay, so uh, this is from our buddy Barry. Uh, he goes, hey, Glenn and J- Jason, Glenn, I've uh, been trying to catch up on episodes, but have been rolling around in my head. But this has been rolling my, around in my head for the past few weeks. You frequently talk about missing on eBay auctions at the last second. As you surmised, it's usually snipers. I've been uh, same frustrations for a long time, and it became a beat or join them situation. Uh, when you see auctions jump up in the last section, second, it's usually is a couple of situations. He goes, someone has placed a high max bid, and a snipe is going off in the last second, or either or it increases the max bid to an increment over the snipe bid, or it beats the max bid by an increment. Uh, and in number two, someone or multiple people had set up a snipe to go off in the last few seconds of an auction. So if you're the high bidder, even within three to five seconds left, those snipes go off and it's not enough time for you to make another bid. Uh, I no longer minimally bid on auctions ever. A couple of reasons. Number one, people get competitive and bid again as soon as they get outbid, it ends up running up the price two or more, when two or more people are interested. I do that just to be a jerk. If I'm trying to bid on something and I see that somebody's done the max bid, uh, I will, I will just, you know, Hey, you're not going to get this for cheap. So I try to bid it up. Um, you know, so if I'm, I'm a jerk for doing that, don't put a max bid in. Um, because you can, you can kind of feel when people are max bidding you, you, you're bidding on something and it's, you're bidding at $32. And then, okay, somebody, so then you bid it up to $35 and it's still somebody outbid you. You can kind of feel maybe they went to $50, so you'll push it to $40. Uh, and then if it's still, so then you kind of stop, I shut it down. I don't run it up all a bunch, but I'll run it up $15, $20. And if that's me being a jerk, that's me being a jerk, but I'm not going to let somebody get something away from me for free, or I mean, for cheap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Shrill bidding. You put your max bid. Hey, this is exactly what he's talking about. Shrill bidding. This is what I just said. Uh, you put your max bid in, then a seller uses it as an oh, alternate account. So maybe this uh, to run the price up. Ideally for the seller. Oh, so the seller would do this. Yeah. Ideally for the seller, seller to close your max bid, but not over to get close to your max bid, but not over. But sometimes you end up, they end up winning the auction, but then they just relist it. Okay. Yep. I've I've heard about that too, where where people are using an alternate thing just to kind of run their bid up. Some people um, are jerks. Yep. Uh, and then he uses he gives what uh, snipe service he uses. I won't. We won't list it just because you know, um, just cause. Uh, it's it's free with uh, four winning bids per month, and then you can pay seven dollars per year, which gives you uh, unlimited uh, features, snipe, at, yeah. uh, unlimited. Uh, uh, um, use of it uh he goes i set my bid then forget about it completely if the bidding goes over my high bid ahead of the end of the auction i delete my snipe bid and move on uh if it's something i really want i'll set the bid really high and hope it doesn't get anywhere (laughs) near that uh he collects baseball cards uh for one player and recently a true one-to-one card put up uh came up one of one it says one of one yeah card came up for auction he put a high bid in of 350 and won it for about a hundred. Um, he said he's fairly certain if he had manually placed a bid, I would have gotten into a bidding war with somebody and ended up paying more than the hundred dollars. Um, 
he goes, I'm sorry. however, this turned into much more of an essay than I intended. Hope you both doing well and looking forward to seeing you guys at Toilana. Best regards, Barry. Yeah, Barry, Toilana, end of the month, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Thank uh, you for the email, Barry. Yeah. So it just it was a, it was an interesting look into uh how to use this yeah. night. I, I didn't really I didn't realize they were that easy to use. When I hear this, when I read this, I'm just like, you're handing the seller a blank check when you use a service like this, because then they can just bid it up. Yeah. And there's no lot. They could bid that up to $345 if your max bid is $350. And then if the, they lose out or something, they just resell it or resell, um, relist it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and I think eBay kind of did themselves a disservice because you used to 10, 15 years ago, you could see who was bidding. Uh, now they kind of uh, they hide the bidders, so you can't yeah. see who's bidding on anything. You can kind of guess because they they you can see okay this guy's bidding and the, but you don't know who they are. Um, so it is it. I don't know. I am eBay is just getting unless unless it's a buy it now or something like that. It, it's getting ridiculous. Unless it's, it's like something that's very rare, like he was mm-hmm. saying, one of one or like that Ewok. The uh, not Ewoks. Is it the pilot thing that was upside down? I was talking about a couple of weeks ago. You know, you can't find that in a toy store or right. a toy show. Um, so I guess in cases like that, you have to use eBay. But if if you can do it and talk to someone in person and buy an exchange in person, then then that's probably the preferred way. Yeah. <clears throat> so thank you, Barry. We'll Thanks, see you soon. Barry. Yeah, man. Um, so you want to talk about Mandalorian chapter 17, the apostate. All right. Yes. Let's talk about Mandalorian chapter 17, which really bothers me that they do it the chapter 17, but because you don't. Okay. It's not like episode, you know, season three, episode one or whatever. So you kind of have got to know what you're looking at. Well, I guess I'm on the other end of the spectrum where I enjoy that because it does remind me of like episode one, episode two, episode three, episode nine of the Star Wars series. So they kind of have their own thing. It's chapter and it's a continuing story. Yeah, it, it's a little bit of both. I, I I guess more for if I'm gonna go, I don't know. I have to see how they break it up on Disney Plus, but I guess they do break it up by season. So that's just me being me. This episode was directed by Rick Fami Famuiwa and John Favreau. I think I did better with the name that time. <laughs> who is who is that? Who is that guy? Does he is he somebody we should know? No, he was in. He was one of the X Wing pilots in season one when they were kind of. That breakout episode uh-huh. when they go back to the the, the base and uh, oh, okay, a couple okay, X wings okay. flying. Deborah Chow was one of them. Dave Filoni and Rick was the third one. Okay. He's also he's also directed a couple of the uh, previous uh, season episodes. Okay, cool. I know. Okay, so I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so we open up. I thought this was cool. Uh, the sound of a furnace firing up. That was such the an, credits. This such an different. awesome way to open the. Yeah. Open it up. Yeah. The armor was uh, making a helmet. It very much reminded me of episode one, uh, excuse me, Mandalorian. I need to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Iron Man one. Yeah. (laughs) Directed by John Favreau. Uh, You know, he's a lot of that movie was him pounding away on um, the steel and stuff to make the suit. And so it was just kind of cool to see a little bit of that in the Mandalorian where she's making the helmet, cutting things. I, I did question. You know, the only thing that can destroy Beskar is Beskar. So is it some sort of like Beskar welding technique? Because she was able to cut the Beskar steel as she was folded and making the 
the visor of the mask. And I, I was just like, oh. they made a whole big deal. Like the only thing that can destroy Beskar is Beskar. So that spear of yours is a problem. Yeah. Am I just thinking too much here? Maybe a little bit. Uh, maybe she just knows how to deal with Beskar. Maybe. But maybe yeah, it's you're a right. secret only she knows. Yeah, maybe that's why she's the armorer. Or she keeps dipping it into that, uh, the well, whatever the the forge. They they have that big vat of vat of water that she keeps. She'll put stuff in. Maybe they know a secret, like you said. Um, yeah, that's how you do. Um, when you make knives and stuff, you put it in oil to temper it and strengthen it. So maybe that's the additive. I don't know. Maybe she's using a Beskar welder. What do you call it? squelching it? I think that's the term. But she puts electronics on it. She paints it blue and she carries it outside. You've got the sound of drums kind of pounding in the background. The Mandalorians, there's about 30 of them. Yeah. He's waiting. And they actually take it to uh, Jimmy Kimmel's nephew. That's Wesley Kim Kimmel, who's yeah. out in the water. He also uh, played the the the, uh, the Tuscan. Person, Tuscan Raider. Yeah, the little Tuscan kid. Um, so, yeah, he was in that. So he's this time you can see his face. He plays. Uh, what do they call it? A foundling? Yes. And he's going to become part of the, the Children of the Watch. Is, what the, is, it, the, is it the Children of the Watch? Or am I getting yes. my... No, you're right. It's the Children of the Watch. Or... I, was, I was afraid so... I was getting my nerd things crossed <laughs> and thinking of Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, it's something like that. Children of the Watch or some kind of thing like that. Um, I really thought that was a flashback because I I, I was like, wow, that uh, there's a lot of Mandalorians in here. Yeah. And she really built everything up real fast. Yeah, I thought it was a flashback too. I, I wonder if that was intentional or unintentional. I'm like, oh, is this him becoming? Oh, it was know? totally intentional, man. Yeah. Did you notice the visor on the youngling's helmet was really huge, like the 2010 yeah. uh, Boba Fett helmet? Boba Fett. Yeah. So I thought I, I it was just a really cool nerd play. Like you guys know your Kenner stuff, just the normal, you know, we're just going to throw this out there and uh, see if anybody catches it. So like, are they allowed to take off their helmet alone to eat? I'm assuming so. Cause that helmet's going to be too small at some point and he has to remove it to, to get a new one. Like it's not possible to keep that thing on 24 seven. How do you sleep <laughs> in it? I know Mandalorian was sleeping in his cockpit, but like, I don't know. I don't, I, I, they have to take it off to eat unless they just do the thing where they lift it up just enough. But, and, and do, uh, you know, if, if a girl Mando and a boy Mando fall in love and they want to make babies, do they leave the helmet on while they're making babies? I didn't get that far in my, <laughs> my suspension of disbelief. <laughs> I, I just I don't I don't get that whole thing. I I don't understand it. But then also, well, it's I, a cult. It's a cult, and then I also didn't understand the whole thing where Bo Katan's taking off their helmet because in in Rebels it did kind of throw me off because you had gone so long believing that Mandalorians never take their helmet off, and then you see Rebels and Clone Wars Mandalorians are taking their helmets off because Boba Fett never before. This uh, book of Boba Fett, he never took his helmet off in front of. It was in front of people. Well, Boba Fett's not a true Mandalorian, right? I mean, he is, but he's not, right? He's um, part of the sect that broke off. So it's uh, just it, it was weird to me seeing Mandalorians without their helmets on when I first saw it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that it just doesn't make sense to me unless they do it when they're not. You know, at least in the clan, you think when the clan was together, they could take their helmets off, but. 
They yeah. Don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't. And it's just. <laughs> we should save some time because I know we're going to get into another tangent real soon. Okay, let's go. Okay. Uh, the ceremony's cut short because some sort of megalodon looking crocodile pops out of the water. And they do this giant fight with Mandalorians. They're using blasters, flamethrowers. They go up in the air for aerial advantage. They try throwing bombs onto its back shell, but nothing seems to work to injure this monster. For a second, I was like, is that a mythosaur? Yeah. At some point, someone's writing a mythosaur. It's got to be Din Djarin. At, at some pivotal point, he emerges from the water holding his long rifle, and he's, you know... They they do that scene from the holiday special. It's got to come at some point. Well, I thought mythosaurs weren't around anymore. That doesn't mean they're not around. I mean, they oh. could be just on a planet undiscovered or something like that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Din Djarin arrives and he blasts the creature with his N1 starfighter. Um, you see blood and guts flying everywhere. And we cut to a scene where the armor really doesn't have much time for the Mandalorian. Um, and... and- that really kind of broke my heart a little bit because she was like being such a wrench. You were like, this guy just saved your whole clan with his yeah. coming in at the right moment. And you're not going to be like, thanks Mandalorian. Yeah. Like this whole scene was just to set up for those that didn't watch uh, the book of Boba Fett and might not understand what's going on. It's just oh. to reaffirm, reaffirm what has to happen. You're not a Mandalorian. Cause you took off your helmet. You need to go to the living waters and the caves on the Mandalore on, on Mandalore. Um, to be welcomed back into this clan. It was just kind of to reaffirm and to say, hey, people who had, hasn't seen this, you know, the previous season of Book of Boba Fett, this is what has to happen. Gotcha. He's got a relic from Mandalore hinting that the planet might not be as poisoned as they think if someone's able to pull a relic off and, and to carry it off planet to someone else. Um, I think he just really wanted to reassure, reassure himself that if I can complete my baptism in the living waters, can I be back? Yeah. She said, this is the way. Like, please do that. If you want to do that, do that. But then, so the children of the watch, do they not abide by the dark saber rule? I don't know. Because if he has the dark saber, he can just be like, no, we ain't going to follow that rule anymore. I think. Or are they just so devoted to their cult? I truthfully don't know if Din Djarin likes having the dark saber and using that as a as a way to get what he wants. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be a leader. I think he just wants to be a Mandalorian. Yeah. He wants community. Yeah. So anyways, here comes the tangent. We cut to hyperspace. A Mandalorian is sleeping in his cockpit and grow. Why would there be t- a tangent come up right now? Yeah. <laughs> Grogu, I'm just going to take a nap for about 15 minutes. You wake <laughs> me up when you're done. Grogu is taking a, taking in the beauty of hyperspace. And I before we get to where we're going, um, I, I just thought that might be dizzying to be in the hyperspace lanes and to see all that blue for an extended period of time. Grogu mm-hmm. was kind of taking in the beauty of it, but I just thought I might get dizzy. Yeah. Anyways. Maybe that's why Mando was taking a nap. Do you want to say what happens next? Freaking space whales from Rebels. Yeah, it's from Rebels. I got so excited, dude. I tried <laughs> to hold my excitement over this because even though it's just a small glimpse into, you know, it's just small. It, it's huge, but small. I don't. I don't know. Um, 
it's huge, but it was such a quick, you know, 30 seconds. It meant a lot to somebody like me being rebels because it's like, okay, we're going there. This is, this is where this is, we're going there. You know, it's not, it wasn't a, it was Purgles, man. It's like, um, (laughs) I'm so excited, dude, because it is. I'll be back. (laughs) You have to go pee because you can go take a pee break. Um, Joe, they're not messing around this year because it, it, it is, it's like, we're going to go for it. And you thought Grand Admiral Thrawn dropping Grand Admiral Thrawn's name was, was exciting. We're going to give you some freaking space whales. Um, when, if people don't know, space whales are the thing that took Thrawn and Ezra that, okay, sorry. Uh, you should have seen rebels. It's been like, it's five years. Yeah. That's what took Thrawn and Ezra into hyperspace. And nobody knows where they are because they just took them into hyperspace and nobody can find them. Well, not just that. Uh, Ezra used the force to kind of enlist the help of the space whales. Yeah. And the space whales pushed the star destroyer into hyperspace. Right. So, so it was through the force that Ezra was able to communicate with the Purgles. Yes. So, and it was just interesting, like, are they there because Grogu's there? Because he's a force user? Um, There's been rumors that the Purgles knock ships out of hyperspace and they're lost forever. So I, there's a there's a danger associated with the whales. Anyways, right. Grogu gets scared and he kind of goes underneath and he pops up into Mandalorian's lap because he's kind of frightened. But the shot of the N1 Starfighter being so small and the size of the whales, yeah. that one shot was just like that's that's an epic shot. That's a great shot right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it no, it was cool seeing it. Um yeah, I was I'm excited. Uh uh, it just it's a reminder that he's you know, hey Dave Dave Filoni's like hey guys I hadn't forgot about you so here we go yeah and I, I like seeing that kind of stuff from animation be pulled into uh, live action because it's like no it does matter it, yeah. it is part of the overall story this is not something you should have skipped right so yeah anyways we're exciting. back on very exciting well, moment yeah we're back on Navarro which has become a more prosperous place it's growing. It's economically successful. There's mining going. Um, the first time we see Navarro, it's scorched. There's nothing living there. Uh, now there's trees growing. There's people walking the streets. There's monkey lizards in the trees. There's how we go excited from the pergles you... to the monkey lizards. Yeah, how excited did you get to see some monkey lizards? I knew they were coming. I, I just recognized yeah. the shot from the trailer, and I told my son Harrison, "Here come the monkey lizards!" And then <laughs> there they were. Yeah, my uh, my wife was even like, yeah, "Look at that!" Yeah. She was, um, hey, <laughs> doing the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Yeah. Um, there's Mon- So is that what you were doing with the Purgles? A little bit. I don't think my wife realized what they were because uh, she hadn't seen Rebels. But I, I woke up early. Um, it was sort of like a Christmas morning for me, Mandalorian coming back on. So I made sure to wake up uh, a little early to watch it, yeah. which is what I do for Mandalorian. Because um, I don't want to get it spoiled because you almost got it spoiled. And I feel really bad for you because we're in a chat with a couple of different people and somebody, hey, Glenn, how'd you like that episode of Rebels? And you're like, wait a minute, I didn't see it. And he was like, shush. He was like, stop it. No, 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 no. And then I noticed like the rest of the day you were radio silent. Yeah. It sucks because I'm on social media to monitor, you know, people are crazy on social media. So if they say something bad about my company, I can't let that sit for an hour. Or if there's some sort of safety concern because it's in construction. 
hey, look, you've got a down wire at this. This has never happened. I'm just saying this is the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Someone messages me on Facebook. Hey, look, you've got a down wire at this project. They need to be notified of that immediately so we can take care of it. Right. And uh, I can't avoid social media. Like, it's just something that has to happen. So when a message pops up, I I look and I'm like, ah. (laughs) So you're that guy that when I was having issues years ago with an insurance claim and I put a nasty thing on their Facebook page, you're the person that responds to that. Yes and no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Long story short, I was trying to, I was in a, this was when my car was totaled like five, six, seven, eight years ago, whatever. Uh, I had waited like two weeks to hear back from the insurance adjuster. And she's like, oh, yeah, I was on vacation. I was like, you couldn't have told anybody you were on vacation for two weeks? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going on vacation for another two weeks tomorrow. And I'm like, wait a damn minute. I need to get this case settled so that I can settle my end of things. And then I left a nasty comment on their Facebook page. And within an hour, she was calling me going, here's your settlement. Hmm. So yeah, that stuff works. Sorry speaking for the of, tangent. Yeah, speaking of things that work, IG11 is a statue in the center of town now. Grief Carga comes out to say hi. He's uh, now high magistrate of Navarro. Um, he invites uh, the Mandalorian to his office. Grogu is just spinning in a chair like a normal kid would. I just love that little detail. Mm-hmm. Um, Grief kind of pulls us all into catches us all up to speed as to what's going on in Navarro. There's mining. It's a very prosperous town. Um, he wants Mando to move in. We don't know why at this point. It's probably because he needs a marshal, but the Mandalorian says no, he's here for IG-11. Um, and I don't care what anyone says, Grogu's eating M&M's. <laughs> They're M&M's or Reese's Pieces. but They're not difference. Reese's Pieces. That's E.T.'s thing. Okay. Although, if E.T.'s a Jedi... And he likes Reese's Pieces. Maybe he likes them because in somewhere in Star Wars, Reese's Pieces is a thing. It would be funny if they were like orange and brown because they're, they were just all one color. They're all red. Yeah. So maybe he's just a diva. Maybe Grief Karga doesn't become high magistrate unless he's got red M&Ms on his desk. Oh, and he, I, Grief Karga just speaks so proper. It's almost annoying. Really? The way, well, not proper, but he just he, his his um the way he explains things, he just is it's over the top. It's not he's like all hey, business. He's all business, and he's like, I have this really great parcel for you, and it's it's like, but you could be all this and that. It's just it's, it's so like old English. Yeah. That I mean, maybe that's the reason, and maybe he they want him to sound like old English uh, stuff, but it, it's almost annoying. Um. Pirates are in the courtyard. One of the uh, the protocol droids interrupts the discussion to say, hey, we've got an issue. The pirates are trying to get into the school because the school is what the used to be a cantina where they would get bounties um, yeah. in season one. So Grief Cargas changed that into a school to educate kids. Uh, Vane is the name of the lead pirate. He's a, he's a Nikto with them. There's a Tessic. I think there's a Kithaba. And uh, Trandosian is part of this crew. Um, Grief Karga says that the pirate king Goron Shard has been making a name for himself in the sector. Vane really just wants a drink in the school. He's being a jerk about it. The magistrate says, no, come up to my office. We'll talk about it. This turns into like a tense moment, a shootout. Um, I I really like the makeup job on Vane because even the actor was able to snarl and you can kind of see the lip snarl in the the, uh, character. Um, I think I should just stop a minute and say that the visual effects and the special effects 
of this. Kudos to those teams because it's just incredible. Yeah. Um, the makeup. When you get close to Vane, you can kind of see the the freckles on his face. The makeup, like I said, when he snarls, it's great. Um, Goron, when we get to him, Goron Shant, Goron Shard, he looks incredible. He looks like he just was left over from a deleted scene from a Jim Henson movie. He looked or great. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. Um, what else? Grogu was on point. All of the uh, ends. What are they called? Enzil. Enzel the Babu Frick character. Oh, the Babu Frick, yeah, those droid smiths, yeah, and Zalias. They were on point. They were great. Yeah. Um, having seen Ant Man, like the special effects of Ant Man are are not as horrible as people are saying. Mm -hmm. But when you go from Ant Man to this episode of The Mandalorian, where everything looks incredible for a TV show, yeah, like, great job, everyone. There was a awesome. couple. Going back to the whole uh, battle scene at the start, there was a couple of things you could see, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't enough to suspend belief. It was like, oh, this is a TV show, so it can't be, yeah. you know, a thousand dollars, you know, a million dollars shot. They've got to do it for a thousand dollars or something. But it still wasn't bad. It, I mean, yeah, it, it, what they can pull off for TV shows now is pretty freaking amazing. Yeah, and for the price point, because, like I said. Ant Man, they spent millions of dollars, and here you've got the Mandalorian, which is probably just like a limited budget of like ten minute, ten million an episode or something like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a little bit more, but I think it's pretty spectacular. Yeah. But there's a tense moment. Grief Karga is faster, and he shoots Van's Vane's hand. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it seemed like the moment had passed. They're going to turn around and go and leave the town. But one of the friends, one of the pirate gang members pulls out his gun to shoot and Mandalorian shoots them all before they can do any harm. Right. And I had read an article uh, this morning that the whole reason they were mad is because the their boss had paid for that to be a saloon and he turns it into a school. So that's what the whole issue was, was they were like, hey, we paid for this to be a saloon. And then you go and turn it into a school. You know, that's not cool. That should have been something they dropped in, in dialogue somewhere. Yeah. Just to like to remind Grief Cargo, hey, we paid for this cantina, saloon, whatever. You you deserve you need to give us a drink here. Right. I, I think they kind of hinted at it, but it wasn't real. I didn't good. pick up on it and I watched it twice. Yeah, it, it, they 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 mention it, but it's so fast that unless you're paying attention to it, it because they they mentioned the, the you half of half of uh the last some kind of treasure half of some of my boss's treasure went into paying for this and oh. want to you know that but it doesn't say that we to I make this a saloon it. and yeah. now you turned it into a school they kind of half asked it uh, and I think that's if they would have said that it would have given more to the scene. Yep. Yeah, I didn't connect the dots, so maybe I need to watch it a third time. Oh, dang it. Oh, well. More homework for me to watch The Mandalorian a third time. Doggone it. <sighs> My life. So Anyways, tough. the following scene, we learn a couple things. Um, Cara Dune was recruited to the New Republic Special Forces. <laughs> Moff Gideon was sent to a New Republic War Tribunal. He wants to keep Navarro a an independent trade anchor in that sector. He doesn't want the New Republic's help. He just wants to be independent, free from all that stuff. Um, and then I, we also learn why he wants IG-11. I love it when they we 
thread or not thread, but we, you know, we think about something for months and months and months and months and months. Everybody's been thinking about how they're going to address Cara Dune, the whole Cara Dune situation for the last year or two years. And it's a throwaway line. Mm-hmm. I love when they do that because they did it in like Bill and Ted three when the dog da- they have daughters and everybody's like, wait a minute, are they in the Bill and Ted two? You were calling them little Bill and little Ted. And then in, you know, like the first 10 minutes of the movie, the dad, uh, the dad looks at him and goes, you remember when you called them little Bill and little Ted? And they were like, yeah, dad. And it's like, it's a throwaway. It's a throwaway line. It's something that we've been thinking about forever. We also learned that uh, he wants IG-11 because he trusts the droid and he needs someone to help him on Mandalore. Um, and so that's why did, he wants this one. Did you notice that, um, and I had to, it was too fast, but there was a bird on IG-11 that flew away? No. Um, I'm, I'm curious if it's one of the owls. You know, uh, Ahsoka oh. has the owl. Yeah. Um, And it looked like it was the tail, but I had... um. It was too fast. I had fast forwarded it and rewound it and paused it, and it just it moved too fast to catch it. Yeah, there was also a bat on someone's shoulder. Um, that was cool. That was yeah. the, the, going back to Galaxy's Edge, I think. Yeah, it, so I, I wonder if that's what that is. Maybe it's just another bird. I don't know. If, I don't. Know. I think if it would meant something, they would have focused more time on it. Or maybe they it meant something but they were it was i think dave filoni is really good about throwing easter eggs in and unless you're paying attention you're you're gonna miss it and i think that my my level my brain is so hyped up for rebels that i'm watching for it and maybe maybe i'll miss something but go ahead yeah at first it seemed like all was going well that the mandalorian din is working on ig11 and he fires him back up and he's working his eyes are white but the second he sees grogu he reverts back to his original programming where it was a bounty and he needs to capture the bounty dead or alive he falls on the ground he starts crawling like one of the terminators um it's a pretty cool scene they ended up you know mandalorian has grogu he throws him to grief karga and then it's actually the protocol droid who drops a statue of grief karga on ig's head and stops it how big of an asshole are you to have a statue of yourself in your office? Yeah, I mean, he's got droids carrying his his cape and everything. It's very Apollo Creed, very showman. Like, <laughs> I am the, the man. I am the guy on top. I am I am Mr. America. So they take IG to the droid smith, and we see a bunch of the Anzalas. Anzalas? The Babu Freak characters. Yeah. And uh, we see them in Rise of Skywalker, and I thought these were great. One of them walks out. What'd you want? <laughs> no, cat fix. No, no, the broken, the broken, no, 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 the cat fix, the broken. Mandalorian is trying to understand. He's like, Do you speak Hutties? And, and it's up to Grief Karga to translate. Um, I laughed out loud when Mandalorian says, No, I need this one. This one's my friend. And not Fred no more. <laughs> I was just like, That's a great line. The memory circuits shot. They don't make memory circuits anymore for the IG droids. Um, this one Pudu, this one of them <laughs> said, uh, the Mandalorian uh, says he's going to find the part. Uh, Grogu picks one up and he wants it as a pet. <laughs> and the, the Baba Frick character is going, bad baby, bad baby. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> I, I, I love the scene. Even my wife, I, I think they did that for, I think that was for, I mean, we enjoyed it, but I think it was like for the wives and stuff that watch it just because of baby Yoda. And it was cool to have that scene in there. 
I thought it was a moment of levity after IG, you know, threatening to kill Grogu. And then what happens next is pretty exciting. So there's just a moment to breathe before we jump into a giant action scene. Yeah. But the Mandalorian leaves to find the part. He's teaching Grogu how to fly. He's telling him how to be a Mandalorian. You need to know how to traverse the galaxy. But then he's intercepted by Vane Vane and his gang. Um, Mandalorian says that Gorian should stick to ransoming and kidnapping because he's out of his league is what he's insinuating. They fly through an asteroid field. It's a pretty cool scene. It reminded me of a mixture of Attack of the Clones and Empire Strikes Back. The Mandalorian does some impressive flying, flying around, shooting around some of those asteroids and the G's that he's pulling. It's got to be awesome. Um, Grogu is laughing through some of this. He's got this sick sense of humor. Like the more trouble he's in, the more funny it is to him. Yeah. That's been throughout the whole uh, uh, show. But the Mandalorian takes him out uh, one by one. He disrupts. They disrupt some of the mining on an asteroid, some of Grief Karga stuff that he's doing. Uh, so we got to see some of that mining. Um, he kind of, at one point, they kind of lose the Mandalorian, and he ends up flying behind them. You, know, he, you, you see him appear behind the three flighters. And they turn a corner, and dang, Ferrick, there is a uh, pirate ship there. It's got like a beak of like a bird, like an eagle on the front. It's almost like one of the uh, um, Karelian... What do they call it? The Corvettes that they use oh, in Rogue yeah, yeah. One in a um, way. Yeah, I, I want to go back a second because I thought Mando did some really cool flying and it did sort of um because they were kind of doing an alien vibe on one episode a few uh last season, and I think they were kind of giving that alien vibe again. Uh like all of a sudden you're like because he was flying, he was like, Hold on, we've got one, and then boom, Mandalore. Or we've got him, and then boom, you know. One either it, you couldn't tell if he hit an asteroid or the Mandalorian got him, and then all yeah. of a sudden you like the music changes when the Mandalorian drops in behind him and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was there again. You know, some really good Star Wars fighting and through the asteroid belt and everything. Yep. Turns out King Pirate Gorian Shard is a Moss Man, a thing, Swamp Thing, a Man Thing. He's got seaweed hanging from his face but he he's he's awesome he looks like jim henson made this character it's yeah. just great throwback and i i appreciate the fact that they didn't use cg they probably don't have the budget for it but the constraint made an incredible character like this mm-hmm. and it looked like he went to a really good party the night before because he had yeah. glitter all over him yeah anyway i'm this is one of the things that excites me about this season um and, and maybe I need to get into it in a minute, but they have left so many breadcrumbs for the Mandalorian to, to to traverse that we don't know where he's going. Yeah. And, and, you know, you've got the pirate, you've got the IG-11 thing, you've got the Navarro thing, you've got the I got to go bathe in water, and then you've got the part that we haven't caught up with yet. So it just – there's like five things that he can go do right now, which to me, I'm really excited – uh, they've left a lot. There's a lot still to unpack. Even if I know people were poo-pooing on this, but oh, I'm just so excited. Sorry, keep going. Go, go with this pirate king guy. Yeah. So he just takes off. <laughs> That's all there is to that. They kind of face off each other, and weapons are locked. So the Mandalorian just speeds off, and he moves faster than all their weapons, and he takes off to Calvera. 
another planet in the Mandalorian system. Yeah. He's at a Mandalorian castle. He uh, is asking Bo-Katan to join Bo-Katan to help take over Mandalore because he wants to go to the waters. I feel like he doesn't want to like step on her toes if she's kind of claiming that land. Yeah. He's kind of asking for permission. Can I go there? And she tells him that her fleet has left her, um, that he's actually in charge of the fleet because he's got the Darksaber. Um, she says that his cult left Mandalore long before the Purge, insinuating that his clan is traitors for leaving them and not being there to support the Mandalorians who were there when the Empire came and purged the planet. Um, they are the children of the Watch. Uh, she blames them for the reason that Mandalore is broken. She calls him a fool for his belief that he can become a Mandalore by bathing in the waters because there's no supernatural element to the waters. It's just mines, according to her, where ore was produced. The rest is just superstition. Regardless, Mandalorian believes in the superstition. He believes that he needs to go to that water to become Mandalorian again, and he asks permission for Bo-Katan to go. She says, yeah, it's under a civic center. She named the city. I didn't write it down. But she also said, like, goodbye, Din Djarin, in just kind of like an annoying way. She's not happy with him. She's pretty pissed off. She's powerless. Um, so something's going to pay off there at some point. The only other note that I have, and we can talk about the episode as a whole real quick, um, the start, start, uh, it's easy for me to say, the stunt performers who acted as the Mandalorian were in the main credit section of the show. Uh-huh. So that was, that was cool on Lucasfilm's part to kind of promote them to the top because they are in the suit more than Pedro Pascal, who gets prime uh, real estate in the credits. Right. I um, And I've also heard a rumor that I don't think we're going to see a lot of uh, Pedro in this season because of what he's been, you know, with him being the in Last The Us. Last of Us. That's fine. Uh, and maybe that's why they're doing the, the whole Children of the Watch thing with him is so that they they can get the actors other actors in there playing the you know in the suit which we yeah. didn't really see a whole bunch of them to begin with uh but hey you know whatever um i want to while you were talking of concordia uh it finally hit me what concordia concordia is mandalore's moon that's a big oh. important thing in the book of in mandalore um because everybody went to concordia when the siege was happening and hid on concordia so i'm oh, jesus christ sorry i'm getting excited it, it didn't hit me at the time and now it's hitting me how big concordia was for them to go to concordia uh so i mean he's right off of mandalore when he's in concordia he's on the moon of mandalore yeah when he's talking to bo-katan so i mean he's right there yeah um Sorry, I just looked it up in Wikipedia because as soon as you said Concordia, I was like, oh, crap, I missed that, what that was. Yeah, oh. I thought it was a, a good episode as a whole. I, I And people are poo-pooing on this episode, uh, but people are going to poo-poo on it anyway because they don't know, you know, if it's not what they're expecting, they're like, oh, man, it's not what I wanted or it's not, you know, wasn't this or wasn't that. It's like, you got to build They're setting the up. stage. Yeah, they're setting the stage. They're putting pieces in place. You've got, you know what's going on in Navarro. You know what Bo-Katan's dealing with. You know where Mandalorian sits with his clan. Um, you have an understanding of his mission now. He needs to get this part. So uh, I would imagine he goes to Pelimato because um, Amy Sedaris was part of the uh, premiere. Uh-huh. So maybe that's the first place he goes to look for well, an IG part. 
Well, they showed her in the uh, in the trailer. Yeah, she's in the trailer. Yeah, but so you know, I'm curious where he's going to go because it, I think it's they've like I said they set up so much stuff to go on in this season that it's like how is he going to do it all? You know, it. Yeah, the pirate thing was cool, and now the pirate itself has Gorian has a reason to chase after the Mandalorian because yeah. he's kind of bested him and. I like that stuff. I like the um, underworld. I like, I want the twin huts to come back, like mm-hmm. pull this all together because it's awesome. Oh, I think it. there's no way they're not going to. I really, I really think we're going to end up seeing Boba Fett a little bit in this season uh, just because he's going to need help. He yeah. he's, he's needing that help. You're going to see him pull out the dark saber. You're going to see him get all the, you know, because now on top of everything else on the trailer, one thing that they didn't even put is there he's wanting to bring mandalore back together so maybe he does try to bring you know all the forces uh what would they call it the lost or the stolen uh fleet or the lost fleet or whatever that all the bo-katan's forces are on you know try what if he is trying to bring them and man and the children of the watch together which is something they alluded to in the the trailer um this season has just got me so I mean, not only the Rebels thing, but the Mandalorian thing, because I've always been a Mandalorian. I, I, you know, the Jedi and the Sith or whatever, Imperials, they can, you know, that that's a cool story. But I've been Mandalorian, uh, you know, and and knowing that this, this lore is finally getting its due and it's finally getting there. Uh, you know, it's taken us two and a half seasons, two seasons of the Mandalorian and a season of Book of Boba Fett to finally get to the Mandalorian lore. Mm hmm. I'm excited. And and hell, even part of Clone Wars. It's about time we get this in Star Wars. And I am just wow. I'm I'm looking forward to this season. I looked forward to this season the minute I saw those Mandalorians. Yeah. You, you know, and um part of me when he's going in the castle, I'm like, I know this is Bo Katan's castle, but how awesome would that be if Sabine was sitting there? <laughs> <laughs> all comes back it all comes Always. back you know oh, damn God. good and well we're gonna see Sabine. i will be surprised if we don't see sabine in this season well i thought when we were in the droid smiths it'd be so cool if sabine was just hanging out there uh-huh that was a joke i was just trying <laughs> to find the the least possible Hera. yeah, yeah droid, what if Hera yeah, was just little, hanging out with what them? if what Hera if... was just in the back corner going hey man Ch- or chopper was there chopper. <laughs> Well, that, that makes sense, but yeah, but it was uh, it was a good episode, putting all the pieces in place. Um, I'm excited to see where they're taking this. I thought it was exciting, um, cool character development, not development, cool like cool characters that they've developed for the show. Yeah, um, the pirates were cool. Van, Van was Vane was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I have a feeling the pirates are going to show back up right when he's getting everything together. And then the pirates are going to show up. Of It'll course. be one of those. It'll be classic uh, just storytelling where everything's finally going his way. And then, oh, yeah, here's the pirates to kick your ass and take you in. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh, it just. Just some of the stuff I've seen uh, not really going in like one of the uh, Mandalorians. Somebody had posted that one of the Mandalorians has Din's old armor, so it's like it makes sense if they reused his old armor. Oh, really? Uh, I'm gonna watch this um, the third time. Well, no, no, no. It it was like on the trailer. Somebody oh, had in the picked, trailer. When, when they were picking apart the trailer, uh, somebody had noticed that somebody uh, that the the image was reversed, and when they reversed the image, they were like, "Oh, that's Din's old armor." 
Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. It's starting stuff is starting to make sense. And I, I, I like I said, I'm, I'm starting to get above my skis, which I don't like doing when it comes to Star Wars, because then my head cannon explodes and it's not what I expected. But yeah, um, this season looks like it's going to be pretty damn incredible. Yeah, I would imagine the New Republic shows up to uh, slap Grief Karga for what he's doing. Yeah. And, you know, if you want protection, you need the New Republic sign here. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to happen. I think Bo-Katan is going to make a move to become leader of Mandalore. She's going to need that dark saber. Yeah. She's not happy, and the only way she can get her place and become a leader again is if she has the dark saber. Right. And that's why she's pissed with Din is because she told Din don't fight Moth Gideon that he's for me, and then the Moth Gideon engaged him, and then he won the dark saber, and he's like, "What the he hell is on, this?" He, yeah, he didn't do it on purpose. He was doing it because it's a life or death situation. Yeah. Um. So it, the more I but, think about it and talking to you just makes me more excited. I was not this excited about this until <laughs> we started talking and then we were like Concordia and I was like, oh crap. And yeah. then, oh, this, oh crap. You know, you start putting the pieces together and I purposely, you know, I guess purposely didn't kind of start putting stuff together because I, you know, like, you know, I like saving stuff and I like, you, you know, the raw emotion of it and um yeah this oh my god it's just like last night when we were trying to talk and you're like wait a minute let's save it for the show um so yeah ow. it's gonna be a good season guys so we need to end the episode because my wife needs to use the room so <laughs> good stuff's coming thank you for listening to the smugglers galaxy podcast if you could please leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts if it's allowed it really helps us out and points people to our show. You can follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Send us an email or message us. We love feedback. We'd love to make you part of the show. Our email address is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smugglers Galaxy music. Uh, I'm thinking of 12 things in my head right now. You <laughs> can up, find Jason. us. Jason, hurry up. I need the room. You've been talking yeah. to your friend long enough. It's been yeah. almost two hours. Oh, my yeah. God. I need stuff to do. Um, you can find us also at Toy Atlanta this year. We'll be at the Georgia Alliance of Star Wars Collectors booth. So stop by if you listen and say hi. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smuggler's Galaxy logo. <laughs> you could find them at Rock the Force Podcast. And thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. Hasbro re-release VC6, not carbonized. Hashtag vote with your 66. wallet. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collecting community. Oh.